Welcome to Let's Talk Ed. And uh, this week, Zahi is uh, taking a quick little break for the summer with us. So uh, joining us today on Let's Talk Ed is Jenning Pravat. And we are going to talk a little bit about uh, continuing our, our conversations that we've had about different styles of learning and all of that. And specifically, Jenning, you are somebody that has a lot of experience uh, in the world of early childhood education. Yes, um, I have my master's in special education with an emphasis in early childhood education and um, have worked in early childhood for oh, quite a while. I'll just ignore those years. <laughs> um, and um, now teach at the community college at Red Rocks Community College in early childhood education and then also our teacher education side. So um, a lot of my students uh, get their teacher licensure in either birth through eight years of age, early childhood, or I work with students that are getting their elementary ed licensure, which is kindergarten through sixth grade. So, so you know, let's start our conversation a little bit. So where I live, um, you know, early childhood education and, you know, especially in the context of, you know, childcare and all that. It's really critical because there aren't really enough people to do it. So is that something that we see nationwide? Yes. Uh, yeah, we are in what we call a teacher shortage in early childhood. We are severely understaffed um, for our early childhood field. And we have what we call early childhood like deserts. Um, which is meaning that like there's no early childhood services within a community. Um, so we're desperate for early childhood educators and um, people to to lead early childhood centers, um, teach those young children, um, provide services, both there's just like in in higher ed or in k twelve, early childhood has, needs for mental health services, needs for physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, um, all, all of those types of things. So a lot of times that's where our children get identified with various different learning needs or um, mental disabilities, different things of that nature. So uh, and I think, you know, so much has changed because I can remember, you know, 100 years ago when I was a little kid, it seemed like, you know, that before you went to kindergarten, it was really more about babysitting. And, mm -hmm. you know, early childhood education, it, it's so much more than that now. Oh, yes, <laughs> a whole lot. Um, mainly because I think we're, it's so important because of the brain development. Um, those first three years are critical for a child's development. And there's so much going on in the brain, um, all the wiring of the systems and um, the development and the synapses are firing and all, all of that. They're just soaking in language and sight and visual and they're using their senses. And um, there's so much going on that we have to be more aware of what's what's happening in the brain and have a better understanding of it. So it's not just, oh, let's play is incredibly important, but it's not just, let's just play with children. Play is the field or the, the framework that we use to ignite 
that um, interest and get to know the child and have them learn and be excited and passionate about um, their interest. You know, it's we get it's their window into our their minds. So um, I think from a, coming from like the higher ed perspective, early childhood education is such a critical piece of education because it supports for it's a foundation for all the learning that comes afterwards and we need high quality educators in the field that understand brain development and child development and and be able to help and support children's children and families and the communities so jenning with that said how do we find the right people uh, to, uh, you know, it's the million dollar question. How do we find mm-hmm. the right people to go into these careers, but, but also to, you know, start at that college level to, to do this and learn how to do this? Absolutely. Um, yeah, that is one that my colleagues and I are wrestling with. How, how do we find, find these people? How do we attract them to the field? Um, cause as if anybody knows early childhood educators, are not generally paid a living wage. Um, they're paid mostly um, minimum wage or just above it. Um, and it's very difficult to have that as a career and be able to, to live. That is probably the biggest challenge of attracting people. Um, so a lot of people do it for their passion. It's their passion to work with young kids. They love the work. They feel like they're making a difference. And all that is critical because that's what gets you through um, the lack of pay. Um, and sometimes the really rough days. Teaching is both mentally challenging and physically challenging. And um, you, you can't just be like, oh, I like kids. <laughs> gotta, you know, gotta like, gotta like a lot more about it to be able to do it. Um, so, and because they're challenging, they, they, if you built a good relationship with them and you have their trust, they're going to push buttons. That's their job to, to try to figure out like, Hey, this world around me, what's happening and they're safe with you. So, um, they want to do that. That does not answer. How do we find these people though? Um, what we've been doing at Red Rocks is trying to connect more with high schools. So um, we have concurrent enrollment um, where students go through like either a teacher cadet or they take our early childhood classes in high school to get them exposed to the field and hopefully get them interested and transfer into our program and then off to either the workforce, um, because in early childhood, you don't, in the state of Colorado, you don't need um, a a licensure, a bachelor's degree, um, things of that nature. You can work in early childhood with an associate's degree. Um, And so sometimes we have students going straight into the workforce, and then sometimes we have them um, transferring to the university to get that licensure to work in preschool, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. Um, And our state is changing with the idea of universal preschool. So we're hoping that that attracts some more people. It also will hopefully increase the pay. Um, With that, we're hoping more people kind of go, oh, maybe now I can go into early childhood. Um, This is where my heart's been. Um, It's definitely a calling, though. People have to be called to this work. 
uh, I grew up in a family of teachers and I know, you know, even in the, the K-12 level, uh, to some extent, it, it, it is a calling. It's a passion because uh, the pay isn't always there. And, and I know, especially with the early childhood and things I've heard from child care providers often is we lose people to the, the K-12s all the time mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they can pay better. The benefits are better. Right. Exactly. Um, yes. And that is a struggle that we're having right now um, in Colorado. They're, once they get teacher licensure, they're, they're um, being lost to the K-12 system. Um, one thing that we are doing with universal preschool rolling out next year, hopefully that will combat that a little bit. Um, it's, it's a totally new program and U, UPK is what we call it for short is going to be at the school districts. Mostly there are some private um, entities, childcare entities, institutions, or not institutions, but entities that can um, uh, offer UPK if they work with the state and things like that. Um, Haven't been involved in that side of it. So it'll be interesting to see how it actually rolls out. But um, the hope there is that there gets to the pay increase. They're also um, in our state. We're just passed a, a state bill, either a state bill or a house bill, that um, is giving uh, scholarships to all early childhood educators to get their credentials. So to get that associate's degree, you can get um, a, a full ride scholarship. So that we're trying to put some pieces in place that at least give them the training. And to offset the cost of higher ed and to get for them to be well-trained and that it's not so much of a heavy lift for them to get into the field. Well, we've been talking with Jenning Pravat about early childhood education on Let's Talk Ed. If you enjoy programs like this, be sure and like our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe, ring that bell down below. You'll get notifications when we post new content. And of course, you can find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So we'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.